0: Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale CHAPTER Twelve, THE COLD FAREWELL. Mr. sat in a small chair, looking out a small window facing beyond and away from the Munchkin village. He stared out at the rolling hills, every blade of grass shimmering from the moon's light reflecting on the earliest of morning dew. He watched as the grass swayed gently to the left, dancing with the cool, gentle breeze. He thought about staying in this little village. It was nice here. The village looked nice. It smelled nice. The munchkins were nice. Everything about this place was nice. He imagined his life here, greeting the shopkeepers as he walked down the street, helping the kids get their stuck ball out of a tree, contributing to the community in any way he could. He smiled a smile that lasted only until he turned his head to see Dorothy. She was sleeping soundly and comfortably in a small munchkin-sized bed, her feet hanging off the end of it. He could not bring himself to leave her or to let her go on her own. He felt indebted, as though he still owed it to her to be at her side. Sure, he could justify staying behind if he really wanted to. He did save her from the tin woodman, after all, and it was his infinite spool that made the rope that pulled her from the deadly field of poppies. He sighed a heavy sigh. Who was he really kidding? He could not leave her. At least, not until she made it to Emerald safely. The decision was made. He would help her get to the wizard, and after that he would return here to live with the friendly citizens of this small munchkin village. Mr.'s happy thoughts were interrupted by the sound of creaky floorboards outside the room. He looked back at the door. A small orange light crept into the room from the hallway outside, dimly lit with warm glowing lanterns. Shadows moved from one side of the door to the next. Probably just Marvin, checking to make sure everything was okay. Possibly Mabel, looking for a roll in the hay, so to speak. Mister quickly put a stop to that particular train of thought, though. Dorothy, before she fell asleep, told him, rather sternly and forcefully, to keep whatever you have in your pants in Your pants. And he was not about to betray her like that. He looked back to the window, but his happy thoughts were interrupted once again, this time by the sound of a creaking door down the hall, followed by the short and quickly silenced sound of a woman screaming. The house fell silent, and Mr. immediately ran to Dorothy. Shaking her awake, "'Dorothy! Dorothy!' She awoke, groggy and a little annoyed. Jesus. What? She asked as she looked around the dark room. What what, the, what time is it? It's... I think... I, I don't think... Something's wrong. I mean... I think something's wrong. I just heard a sound. A sound? Right. Mr... "'This is an old house. "'It probably makes a lot of sounds. "'I'm sure whatever you heard, it was nothing.' "'She returned her head back to her pillow, "'but before she could lay it down "'and return to her otherwise peaceful slumber, "'another sound was heard. "'The sound of the door down the hallway opening, "'then the rapid thumping of footsteps "'rushing through the house.' The footsteps got louder and faster as they approached their room and quieter as they passed by. The shadows could be seen moving quickly by the soft orange glow at the bottom of the door. She looked at Mr. who gave her a look, as if to silently say, I told you! The footsteps were followed by a slow and heavy thump, clank, thump, clank, more shadows moved past the door. Down the hall, they heard the pleas of their hostess, Mabel. Oh, no, please, cry! The cries were followed by a loud thwack. Silence. Thwack. Silence. More silence. More silence. Dorothy held her breath and ran to the door, grabbing the backpack she had set down next to it. The house was dead silent now. She slowly exhaled, but continued with short, quiet breaths. Okay. I think we're safe now, she whispered to Mr. as she placed an ear to the door, listening intently for any sound, any sign of life. The door violently flung open, knocking Dorothy to the floor. Mister quickly scurried under the bed. Dorothy looked up only to see the instantly recognizable silhouette of the tin woodman standing in the doorway, axe at his side with what she assumed was blood dripping from the very sharp tip of it. The tin woodman walked over to her and placed a heavy metal foot on her still sore chest, Placing it right between her breasts, he pressed down hard with an audible popping noise as he continued to apply pressure. He knelt down and put his face close to hers, their noses almost touching each other. "'This is your fault, Dorothy Gale,' he said. "'You brought me to this town.' Dorothy Gale. You made me do this, Dorothy Gale. He liked saying her name. It sounded seductive in his head, and it made his tongue move in foul-minded ways as the words rolled and dripped off the tip of it. Dorothy tried to breathe beneath the pressure. (sighs) do you what from me she managed to ask i want you to suffer to feel the pain that i have felt for so long I want you to know that your actions have consequences. His voice raised as he pressed it down harder. A tear fell from one of Dorothy's eyes, brought up from the pain, the fear, the suffocation. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not even going to kill your scarecrow friend. He glanced at Mr. Under the Bed to let him know he was aware of his presence. What I am going to do, however, is kill anyone that helps you. Understand? Anyone... The lion entered the room silently and placed his head beside Dorothy's. Her heart began to race even faster as the lion clenched his teeth with a loud pop. With his eyes meeting Dorothy's, he opened his mouth, unrolled his large tongue, and dropped the queen of the field mice beside her. Another tear streamed down the side of her face. Mister cringed and looked away at the sight. The tin woodman lifted his foot and Dorothy gasped for air as she rolled to her side and clenched her chest in pain, sobbing between each desperate breath. As the woodman turned and walked away, the lion remained still, an almost mournful look in his eyes. He felt a small yank on his tail before turning and leaving as well.